0: Hi everyone, and welcome to uh, this episode of the Green Room. I'm joined by James, and I'm Nick. Hi James.
1: Hi Nick. How are you?
0: Nice <laughs> to see you today. Yeah. How are you getting on? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How's your well? How's your weekend and your week?
1: It's very good. It's yeah? very good. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty quiet one. Yes, uh, but thoroughly enjoyed myself. Never a Bit noticed. stormy though, stormy weather. It was stormy. It was stormy, but no, it's good. It was a very good weekend. What, what were you up to? Anything exciting? Yeah,
0: no, nothing much. I was looking forward to episode eleven. Were you? Yes.
1: Why? Why episode eleven in particular? Because
0: we today we're talking about solid wall insulation. And is
1: this something you know a lot about? Uh, tiny bit. You back
0: yourself? No, about myself, yeah, Well,
1: let's see. Let's see. So we're talking about solid wall insulation generally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there are a couple of types.
0: Yeah, well, we're talking about um, uh, the walls themselves as well, aren't we? Are we? We're talking a bit of cavity. To be honest, when you say you're going
1: to do a a podcast on walls, that doesn't sound overly riveting, does it?
0: Yeah. However... Are we talking about cavity? No. no, Just solid. Just solid. fine.
1: Just solid. But but I promise we're going to make this fun.
0: Okay, fine. Well, as fun as it can be. It was it? just marginally to kind of drop the excitement level there, but that's fine, that's fine. I believe you. I'll, I'll roll with it. And, uh, so,
1: do you, to, do you want to start with a bit of background on solid walls and insulation? What, what you solid walls?
0: Well, I mean, solid solid construction uh, has been around for centuries. Eons. eons, eons. eons. That's nice. it. Very good. Uh, for for a few centuries, certainly uh, it's it sort of, um, you can get um, the, the stone wall type, which is very traditional, uh, mm-hmm. and then to, to brick brickwork, which yeah. is probably, you know, between 100 150 years or so. Yeah. Um, if you if your property is built between uh, before the 1930s, sorry, yeah. uh, tongue twister there. I was
1: excited What you say from, which date from, but yeah, uh, before 1930s. Before
0: 1930s, it's very likely that it's going to be of solid construction, one skin of brick, um, fantastic in terms of its um, uh, solid construction. <laughs> but unbelievably, uh, Is unbelievably it bad. Go down. Yeah, well, it doesn't go down yet. Uh, so used to, used, they used to build them sturdy and strong before. Uh, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, in terms of the uh, insulation side mm-hmm. of it, not not too good.
1: So it wasn't. So 1930s, then cavity walls started being introduced. Yeah,
0: pretty much. It was kind of gradual adoption, and then um, uh, from from the war and onwards, as as building materials was certainly after that period it was quite scarce because yeah. of the. Um, well, you know, we had to sort of make various cuts and we were, you know, after the war, there wasn't much things around. So Mm. um, they just, they were trying to find ways to to cut corners, essentially. I wouldn't say cavity wall is cutting corners, but it's just, they they tried to make things like windows smaller. Yeah. um, And using things like thermal block work rather than just brick. Yeah, okay. But anyway, we're talking about solid walls. So we're talking talking about about solid walls. So
1: this is basically pre-1930s if you're talking about brickwork, but if you're talking about stone houses, I mean, any age essentially.
0: Yeah, and you tend to you tend to kind of, um, they seem to kind of congregate um, in certain parts of the country, so I, you, you tend to see them a lot in the southwest, um, right. southwest, uh, Wales in particular, also up when you go to Harrogate, I don't know what you call that region, I know it's Yorkshire, but it's... Um, <laughs> the
1: Midlands? No, Midlands? Har- no,
0: Harrogate's up in Yorkshire, um, but I don't know if that's like North Yorkshire, if that's a particular... I don't, couldn't tell you. Something, to, tell something to do with the... Um, I guess in the close proximity to the types of materials that were easily available at the time, and then you yeah. seem to get a lot of stone houses there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but less so, I'd say in the um, in kind of like the Midlands and, and London, where it's red brick or, or yellow stock.
1: And the and these homes, basically, I think the it's worth mentioning. So these homes, as Nick said, they're, they're very strong. They're good. They last a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But. They're terrible at retaining heat, uh, so the the travel, the, well, the movement of heat from inside the property once your heating is on to outside is very quick. So they cool down quickly. Um, they also uh, a lot of times have issues with damp, mm. right? Because it's just one skin of break. This is why cavity walls were introduced because the yep. water would travel through the first skin and drop away, you know, down the cavity and away from the house. With solid wall insulation, well, sorry, solid walls. You know, they, they are unfortunately liable to damp travelling through them, so penetrating damp and also rising damp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's typically, so the rising damp is just water coming up the bricks, uh, but they normally have a thing called DPC installed. D- damp proof course. of course, right. And that now uh, tends to be made of a, well, various different materials you can use, to be honest. Um, but back in the day, you'd have a flint DPC. Mm-hmm. You know, these things, unfortunately, tend to degrade over time. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is you have a sort of, in, well, a water impermeable barrier. Mm-hmm. I can't really say that word very well. But anyway, to stop water being pulled up, you've got this run about three bricks, four, bri- uh, four bricks from the floor, and it stops water being sucked up. Um, so these things, unfortunately, tend to have degraded over the years. And so you might, at the same time as, as doing what we're about to talk about, you might want to... Reinject the DPC yep. Yep. so you get chemical injections so you basically drill lots of holes along the DPC line and you in, you put in this cream uh, and it gets absorbed by the brickwork and then it stops water coming okay
0: alright so so that's that's a little bit um, a little bit about the the, the the structure itself okay so then as we move through the decades and energy efficiency became a lot more important certainly yeah. the last 20 years yeah um, how would you so so there's two camps in terms of insul- insulation for solid walls yeah. the the external route and the internal route.
1: Yeah, cuz there's no cavity so you can't put something in the middle cuz mm-hmm. that cavity doesn't exist, right? So you've either got a slap insulation on the inside or slap yep. insulation on the outside. Yep. Um two systems that you know they both work well. Number one you're not limited by the width of the cavity. Mm-hmm. So you can go to town. You know, unfortunately internally if you do it then you add 300 millimetres to your inside walls your rooms are going to become a lot smaller Mm -hmm. and on the outside if you were to do the same thing obviously you don't lose space internally Mm -hmm. however your windows will typically look very recessed within that insulation Mm -hmm. so there are kind of it's a it's a bit annoying because the wall becomes thicker whichever way you go all right but internal wall insulation So we start with that
0: no, actually, I was going to go from external and then oh, move in. Right, so let's let's do so let's do external and just <laughs> and just spend spend a bit of time there. So so what would you say? So in terms of when they started to be adopted in the UK, where did the systems come from, and when did it, when did it start? So it's basically
1: in uh, about 2012 ish, where all the cavity walls had already been filled under government grant schemes, essentially. So they were then looking at some of the easiest ones. The, the easiest ones to Yeah. Tree. So uh, basically, the government decided, having done what they could for cavity walls... Majority, (laughs) easy to treat. (laughs) Having done what they could for the cavity walls, they were like, right, what can we do now? So they made funding available via a grant system, and this is the thing that saw a real uptake in solid wall insulation. They made a funding available, it was basically called the Green Deal Home Improvement Fund, Mm -hmm. and they gave anyone in the UK the option to get a £6,000 grant mm-hmm. towards solid wall insulation, mm-hmm. right? So that, that grant, typically in the UK, these grants are based on uh, factors like being on particular pension credits mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. other sort of... Uh, entitlements, entitlements etc., benefit systems, basically. Yeah. Um, whereas this grant, for the first time, came out and was open to absolutely anyone, mm. so the uptake was enormous. Yeah. Right. So suddenly, from nothing, you know, in this industry, it suddenly went in the man. private
0: sector homes. But what, what I'd also add add to, to what you've just said there. So about fifteen odd years ago, there was schemes also called certain Cesp. I'm not going to sort of go through what the acronyms mean, but essentially,
1: is is that because you don't know?
0: Uh, I just uh, <laughs> wouldn't be able to kind of tell you on the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know what I am. Um So uh, I think the, the cert is the carbon emissions reduction target.
1: Oh, mate, you smashed it. Um,
0: But anyway, the other one escapes me. But um, no, essentially, so the adoption of these systems um, through these, so that the Energy Saving Act or the Energy Act in the last decade, yeah. or the early part of the decade, came out. And one of the mandatory things associated with that was carbon reductions, you know, with the UK. So I us having to save carbon and a good way to do it is through insulating the walls and and really good ways to do it externally or with solid wall insulation. So there was there was government money particularly pumped into the the social housing sector that took these then systems that came from Europe. So places like Germany, Austria, etc., that they were then applied to these high rise blocks. And that, that sort of started, I think, 15, 20 years ago, and they were putting stuff like 50 mil insulation, mm-hmm. EPS systems. And then, as you said, then the story, I think, moved, moved over where the government were like, well, actually, you know, we've done something on the social housing schemes. So let's do something for the owner-occupier and the private sector landlord. Mm-hmm. So that, hence the Green Deal Home Improvement Fund coming mm-hmm. out, as you said, um, more than sort of five, six years ago. And then we saw a bit of a uptake in, in that sector as well. Yeah. But I'd say the 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 environment now for for all these schemes is 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 a bit kind of mishmashed. I.e., there's not that much money.
1: No, I'd, I'd say there's very very little to be honest. I'd say um, you know because we get asked a huge amount, and we're, I guess we'll cover this a bit more of what these things cost. But typically, if if a job costs. Ten thousand pounds, for example. And in terms of funding you're looking at about ten percent, so a thousand pounds at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you have got to put up a lot of money, your own money up front to do yeah. that, to get these things installed. Um, right, so external wall insulation, let's start there.
0: So let's do the let's, let's do the typical systems. So, okay. so so the build up and, and some okay. of the different materials used as the insulator.
1: Fine. So I have so I have a solid wall property I can put on Uh, onto the outside and you can get any thickness of any of these products right but i could add uh, eps so expanded polystyrene i could add rock wool which is like a mineral wool system Uh, i could use a wood fiber board Uh, i could use a pir board like a k5 kingspan k5 Mm -hmm. Um, i could use cork there's basically there's lots of different insulation products you can use externally and they are all specifically designed to be used externally Right, so if I go to Celco, uh, for example, and go and buy a cellatex board, I can't strap that to the outside of my house. Yeah, you need to go and buy a specific board for external wall insulation. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing to worth worth noting. The majority of people, I think this is fair to say, are using EPS, so expanded polystyrene. Um, this is uh, it's basically when you know when you buy a TV, and it comes in that kind of white foam. It's, it's that really, but they tend to use a, a graphite enhanced, so when you look at it, it's a grey colour.
0: And it's also a bit more compressed, so it, it doesn't break a as much Bit more strength. As, yeah.
1: Um, but basically, this is a really, really good insulator. Um, it's you know relatively well priced in terms of all the other insulation materials, so it's probably the best. But it's also one of the highest rates of efficiency in terms of thickness required to achieve the energy savings. Mm-hmm. So, um, so so, we, the, so, so EPS what so will get
0: you to, so typically what thickness will get a solid brick one to building rigs? So typically. you would
1: need to, so on an existing property, yeah. yeah, you need to hit a U value of 0.3. Mm-hmm. So the lower number, the better U values, uh, and we will cover that, we get loads of questions on U values, yes. and that's quite a complicated thing, but basically we're looking for a lower number. Um, and so to hit a U value of 0.3 with a solid wall insulation, you would need 90 millimetres of eps mm-hmm. right so that is the standard if you are building an extension on an old property yeah you don't you need to go slightly further than that and so you need to hit a U value of 0.28 and to achieve that with eps you're looking at 100 mil so 100 mil of insulation so you know decent whack yeah attached to the outside of your house that will get you to that u value or
0: you can do extension. a combination so you, or
1: can- you can put some internally externally so <clears throat> that's eps mm-hmm Mineral wool?
0: I like that mineral wool, it's my personal favourite.
1: Okay, go on, tell me some of the benefits of using mineral wool. So
0: I'd say where that's beneficial to to EPS, okay, I mean, yeah, it it costs more, so that's the flip side. Um, It's on on the acoustic side, so particularly, so in my property, uh, where I I seem to get, you know, on the weekends, just cars going about 30 miles an hour on a, shouldn't really be a 10 mile an hour road. I get a lot of um, vibration. Yeah. uh from vans etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So yes while the double glazed windows certainly help yeah. and they are within the last 5 years in terms of their installation date. Mm-hmm. I know that if I if I add the the fiber the fibers themselves would muffle a lot of that sound. Yeah. So and in particular with what's respect to you know some of the people's concerns about fire hazards the the, the mineral rock rock wool density slab is a, is an A1 class um, so it's non-combustible. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So if so, you don't light to it, nothing happens.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, that's why it's. Um, I think. I mean, it's a bit more more complicated to. Um, you to just install. need stronger
1: products, right? Because it's a lot heavier than the EPS. Yeah,
0: and uh, not every not every applicator necessarily likes to handle it. But because it's itchy. I, I think
1: when when you talk about mineral wool, people automatically think of the, the stuff you insulation. shove in the loft. Yeah, and it's. You know that stuff is quite squishy. Yeah. The stuff you put in the outside of your house very much isn't. It's a very compressed board. Um, it's called a dual density board because the outer sort of 20% of it is more compressed than the than the rest of it and but that allows it to take the renders and the base coats and things to reinforce outside. So when you tap it it's not squishy at all basically. It's you know it's a solid ball, solid board. The other thing to mention about rockwool is it's breathable. Yes. So architects seem to love this product um, because it obviously there's complete Open breathability paper. of the system, mm-hmm. um, and so that's another plus really yep. for Rockwall. How much do you need to achieve this, to the U values? Because you need a bit more than the EPS.
0: Yeah, it's right? about sort of one, 110 one ish. Yeah, it depends again. Yeah, what the normally when these U value people. Uh, work things out. They they take all the thicknesses from the inside to to the actual. So like the set. thickness of the plasterboard, the exactly. I mean, it sort of sticking the plasterboard all, to the wall, yeah. Any air gaps, etc. Yeah. Um, had adjustments for thermal bridging, etc., etc. And that goes into a calculator, and then obviously then that specifies the right thickness to use.
1: And we we both know how to calculate U values. Yes, we do. I mean, that's one of our. Talents, Yes. say. I not mean, many. we have many talents. I have many talents. I don't have, have many. You might have less talents. But you know, it's I one have. of those things we have. We can do you values. Okay, so, um, so EPS is one most people use. It's yep. Good value. Um, one of the biggest things, as you mentioned when you mentioned Rockwell, is it's not Class A1. Mm-hmm. EPS isn't. So it's derived from oil. Um, so it therefore, in theory, people could and, be alarmed by and, that and what
0: i'd say is as well is if you're if you're doing um multiple dwelling properties in particular ones that are over a certain height um, now you might be specified to do um a non-combustible insulation material but also if say if it's over a certain amount of stories you might have to do fire breaks, fire breaks on the eps yeah so this is where you know for fire but just put,
1: put people's uh, mines at rest. The, the EPS in your opinion is a fire risk or not really? It's
0: not really because it's certified to, um, to to a certain fire risk standard so when you put the system together it's like encasing the polystyrene into a in a tombstone made out of concrete you know so it's not going to go
1: anywhere. So, so I think it's worth saying so the systems are based right so what we're basing these systems on so I have the insulation product mm-hmm. And I stick that to the wall, mm-hmm. normally with a sort of cement-based adhesive. Yeah. And then I put these fixings through that, that have giant heads on them. So they're like screws with a very big head, basically. Go through the insulation board into the underlying brick yeah. or block. Yeah, then I put another layer of, of the adhesive on, the cement-based adhesive, and I put a fiberglass mesh into that. Mm-hmm. That's very thin. And then I put my finish on, which can be a top render. It can be brick slips, which are, are kind of, they resemble bricks, but they're very thin and lightweight. Yeah to get different finishes.
0: And what I was going to say is, so that, that we did actually a video um, probably 18 months ago that Harry can, can probably link to. It's it's within our YouTube feed where we discuss the differences between e- EWI external insulation systems and, and rain screw cladding. Yeah. So there there is a quite a big difference between the two systems you know but
1: feeding back into the EPS point your EPS is stuck on with a cement based adhesive and you're putting another layer of cement based adhesive on the top of it so there is air is not going to touch the EPS so therefore once it's all installed there is no real fire risk exactly so that was worth mentioning okay so we've got EPS and mineral wool we talked about. And then I think the other
0: two we can kind of just just by I think it. the
1: PIR board, the K5, Kingspan yep. K5 specifically, is, um, it's a really good one because you need a lot less of it to achieve the same thermal values mm-hmm. as, say, 90 mil of EPS. So you can get away with about 60 mil worth of Kingspan K5. Um, so a lot of people use that because it's a thinner board. Right, so obviously, we talked about putting 100 mil of insulation on the outside of a property. Yeah, if you can, you know, just use a board that's two thirds of, of that, however, give the same kind of energy savings, then that's obviously attractive mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else have we got? Wood fiber, wood fiber is good.
0: Yeah, so if 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 you're really worried about um, breathability, it's even more breathable than than mineral, Rockwell. yeah. Um, it's um, it's quite good on timber, timber properties, so more, I'd say. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to retrofit one, or if you're building a new one, it's it's quite good, um, but it that the the price compared to say EPS is 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 a lot lot higher. So you know you need to obviously factor that into your budget and whether that's the right product for you.
1: And and we, we get a lot of comments because people are obviously a bit scared by this hundred mil of insulation. You know what, yeah. what the impact of that is to the outside of their house or the ninety mil, depending what if they're doing an existing house or an extension. I'd say that one of the you know, the biggest thing that we get asked is, well, can I install fifty mil mm-hmm. of EPS, for example, so you wouldn't hit building rates. Do you wanna give
0: Yeah, so uh you you have to so if you're improving a certain percentage of, of the property, I believe it's twenty five percent. Twenty five percent, yeah. Of the external walls of a solid brick house, yeah. You've got to attempt you've got to attempt to to, to, to follow what the building regulations say, yeah. i.e. what you've just said there in terms of the you value. You've got to try and get as close as possible to zero point three, yeah. if that's achievable. Yeah. Um, the other interesting question I just had it earlier today, and I was um, debating with uh, with a journalist. Uh, I can't say which uh, national newspaper, but anyway, <laughs> um, and they were all about you know t- taking, you know, um, not as attractive pebble dash. It could be someone's look, not personally mine. Uh, taking that off on a solid brick house and and and. Um, repointing the brick, mm-hmm. etc., and you know my, my argument was obviously, well, if you're taking the existing render off a solid brick house, again, building regulations may apply. Mm-hmm. I think they certainly do if you kind of read them. If you take more than 25% off, mm-hmm. again, you've got to attempt or show that you're attempting to reach minimum regulation standards on those walls. Yeah. Uh, you've got to improve the thermal um, envelope of those walls. So very dangerous if it's render only. So the best thing is if you've got um, existing render and if it is stable, um, and you're looking to kind of re-render the property, uh, it's it's a good good idea to think about insulation at that point, because not only will that refresh the ex- mm-hmm. existing render, uh, it will also um, improve the thermal efficiency of the walls. Yeah. So. And also what I was gonna say is, because if you're um, refurbishing your, your property, because external insulation like other measures like heating controls and solar panels are an energy efficiency measure, the the VAT that was paid to the to final customer is only five percent.
1: Okay. So so, so, that, so that's a good so let's go on to that now then. So if yeah. I were to get um, a solid wall, so I've got a house. I don't know. So yeah. it's you know a mid terrace house for example, right? So that's approximately on the front. I guess you've got five meters wide by yeah. like five and a half meters yeah. high. Let's try and keep things easy. So thirty square meters. Yes. For about thirty square meters. And yeah. thirty at the back. Thirty yeah. at the back. So I've got sixty square meters. What kind of cost am I gonna pay for external? D- depending upon
0: the region of the country, yeah. it may vary anywhere between four and a half to six and a half thousand pounds.
1: Okay, but can you do a meter square price for me there? Yeah,
0: potentially. So I'd say between seventy five to one hundred and ten yeah pounds a meter.
1: Yeah, and and as you were saying, if it's external wall insulation, so if you're adding the insulation, the VAT there is five yes. percent. If your installer is VAT approved, right? Yes. VAT register. VAT register, not approved
0: okay. so so if you're thinking just a re-rendering and you're you're going to pay 20% VAT yeah. what you might find is that the differential if you actually do insulation as well is not as big but actually you're getting all those benefits of And then the
1: benefits really are the energy savings yes. right so the thermal comfort so i need because the movement of heat from or the transfer of heat from the inside of my house to the outside is so much slower because yeah. of the presence of this insulation I need my heating on less and so I get my energy savings.
0: Yeah, but also I'd say if you're um if you're in the private sector, if private rentals PR, PRS, private rental sector of the market, um, now the minimum energy efficiency standards qualify? Yeah. Or, or, or they're live, or they were live since April 2018. So therefore, I have to, you know, if I'm a landlord and I'm letting this property out, I've got to hit a certain yeah. minimum energy efficiency score. And actually, external insulation is a great way to, so if you do it now, and if those standards rise over time, which the government are mm-hmm. absolutely talking about, and Harry, you'll probably know when they're raising it up to C or not. Not, but certainly muting those those discussions, aren't they? Uh,
1: yes, they are. they um, yeah. They they keep
0: changing when they're going to do it. Keep pushing it back as they pretty much always do. Okay,
1: but there, but there will be a, a, a Exactly. Time.
0: You know, over time, those standards will rise. So yeah. If You do it now. Obviously, not only is it good for your tenant because the energy bills are lower, but actually, mm-hmm. you can be you can rest assured that.
1: You'll, You'll be, be able see to see the standards and then you won't have to
0: do exactly.
1: Okay, okay. So the cost is—I mean, it is an expensive thing, and I think the—I think that's what people are going to maybe struggle to get their heads around. That you know, if if I could get cavity wall for free, cavity wall insulation for yeah. free, and I'm having to suddenly pay a hundred pounds a square meter, you know, that is a huge investment, I guess. I think the the thing to mention number one is that the cavity wall insulation you're defined by the thickness of the cavity. Yeah. So I can put as much insulation on the outside of my house as I want. So the energy savings potentially are therefore much bigger. You know, if I have a cavity of fifty five mil, and I then put fifty five mil of insulation in it. If I on my outside of my house, if I put ninety mil, mm-hmm. then I can obviously get bigger energy savings. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. But also number two. You know, if I've got a rendered property or I have a Pebble Dash property and I decide to install something like this and it has a new render finish on it, there's a potential increase in the value of your property. Um, and where we are in London... If you're
0: outside of London, I'd say, because that's what the that's, studies show. In London, it, the, the biggest... The things that, I uh, um, would say, function of uh, price it's proximity to a, to underground station and proximity to a good school. It's quite yeah, funny. He, but every other region, it's what you've just said, apart yeah. from London. It's quite a weird... So, but but, but that's them. that's a really good Sorry,
1: that's a really good um, reason to do, to do it, right? Yeah. That is a good reason to do it because you you know you've got a house and suddenly someone is willing to pay more for. But but house. for me,
0: it's it's if I was turning up to one that's really drab and ugly on the outside, it, yeah. I already have pre kind of determined views about what the inside is going to look like. Yeah, so true. if the outside is nice and tidy and neat, yeah. I'm going to have a lot better feeling. Yeah. Before I walk through front yeah, door.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. And and I think the other the other bits and pieces, you know, if I have. Uh, an old solid wall property, and it's brick, um, and the pointing is really bad. Mm. And I know you talked about pointing earlier. I had a tiny bit of wall. Incredibly repointed. expensive, though. Oh God, it is really expensive to repoint a wall, and it is painfully slow. Mm. You know, you're talking like they might do three meters a day, and, and three square meters. Do you have to do it
0: often as well? Do you have to do? We it. You every... No,
1: you don't. You don't. But on old houses, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where a tradesman comes. And they will tell you you need to do a certain amount of upkeep. So if you get windows installed, yeah. wooden windows, you're told to paint them every ten years, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone knows, not everyone, but most people, the paint the guy will leave who installed the windows, and they will never be painted until that house is sold. Yeah, right. It's the same thing with this. You know, people who've bought houses and they're very, very old, mm. they potentially there's never ever had repointed done on their house. Yeah, and you start getting damp issues. You know, because we talked about this, water mm. traveling through a solid wall, you can get issues. So instead of repointing, you know, you could protect the outside of the house, get the energy savings by doing something like external wall insulation, mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you, you benefit from there. Okay. Wouldn't you, you, wouldn't you lose the nice brickwork? You, you would unless... So number one, potentially, yes, it depends on the finish because I can get a render finish. But number two, I can replicate bricks with a brick slip finish. Um, and so they resemble yep. bricks uh, and it's a lightweight system.
0: So listed properties... You probably can't do it, and I'd say conservation areas. You need a, approval from your local council.
1: And, and I think, I think to be honest, to be on the safe side, anyway,
0: is always to, to just get that. in
1: touch yeah. with your planning office because yeah. you know it's not like replacing a boiler, for example, Correct. where if I got no heating, I'm going to replace a the boiler. Mm-hmm. They they can kick up a fuss. Um, and they tend to you know they, they will kick up a fuss so if you just check and make sure they're happy with it get signed off then you've got no issues right listen I'm going to be a bit of
0: devil's advocate with you Okay. so I'm very interested in this measure
1: Right, tell me more, Nicholas.
0: Can I rock up to my Argos and just order off the castle and get installed? How do I... Right. What did people... Can I install it? Do you need training or what's what's going on? You
1: talked about systems earlier. So, um, you know, rain screen cladding, I think you touched on cladding generally. So typically, with its solid wall insulation on the internal property... It is sold as a system, mm. right? So you need the adhesive to stick the insulation board on, you need the insulation board, you then need the mechanical fixings that go through it, you then need the mesh that sinks in another layer of the adhesive, mm-hmm. you need a primer and you need your finish, which is either a render or a brick slip or whatever it is. You buy the system as a series of, of items, but they are used together mm-hmm. to get the finish, mm-hmm. you know? So I would always suggest buying those systems from one store. Yeah. Do I need an architect? You don't need an architect. You can get one. Yeah. Obviously, more and more architects are becoming familiar with it. Mm-hmm. We're beginning to do CPD with a lot of architects and yeah. trying to teach them about stone wall installation because more and more people are asking about it. Um, and if you are an architect looking for some CPD, we can deliver that for you. Um, but it's uh, I I would say I would always recommend going to an expert. Now I can go into a shop and go and buy a render. I'm going to Selco and buy a bucket of Render. And
0: do we give some uh, system uh, specifiers a shout-out? Who are some of the system specifiers out there? Uh,
1: there, there are lots. Um, so, you know, the one that everyone will have heard of, or potentially not everyone, but many people will have heard of, is Krend. rend Yeah. Um, you've got... Uh,
0: Jub. Jub. EWI Pro.
1: Yeah. Uh, Weber. Yeah. Stowe. Stowe. Yep. I mean, there's there's plenty of systems out there that yep. do this um and i you know we i know for a fact people are going and they buy insulation from one supplier and they buy fixings from another and they buy yeah. adhesive from another i'd really recommend buying the whole system from one supplier only yeah. because they are designed to work together yeah in harmony with one another to, to provide the the benefits of it so have a look in terms of installers mm-hmm. um uh, everyone thinks, assumes that a plaster will be able to get a really nice finish on its, to, it's to wall yeah. insulation, a render. Make sure they have some training. Yeah, so make sure your installer is carded with a system, whatever system that is. Ask awesome. them um, some
0: examples of jobs. Yeah, done.
1: go and see some houses because the worst thing, you know, you're, you're changing the, the outside of your house. It is the most visible thing. It's not like I'm doing a little cupboard in a bedroom. Hmm. The outside of my house is potentially going to change completely.
0: And what if I'm replacing windows? So, get okay, the windows done after, or I would always,
1: always, always, always try and change the windows before you do the insulation yeah. system. So, when we're talking about insulation, the external wall insulation systems, we t- typically we're going with Thinko render systems, yeah. Um, I would therefore, you know, basically, if you take windows out, you can damage the system mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, so if you're going to do it, change the windows first, get the windows in nicely. Make sure when they do that, you get the sill extended at the same time. Because obviously I've got Thickening now, system, the wall yeah. is now suddenly quite thick. Yeah. And my old sill, you know, wouldn't reach the end of the insulation. So if you get them to extend the sills to house this extra thickness. Basically planning, planning, nicer. planning, planning is, is the yeah, key. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. And that's, it's always the way, right? If you if you look at it, you take some time on it. It's It's definitely the way to go um so uh and there there are qualifications installers can get but if you're looking for a carded installer um and you're looking for warranties you know typically it's it's worth considering and is there is there is there a
0: best time of the year to to do it in your opinion or does it not Uh,
1: well you will feel the most benefit obviously if you're doing this job in september october Mm -hmm. right if you are doing it In Christmas, the days are shorter. This is outside work. You're doing it outside of your property. Installers won't love doing it in minus five. Yeah. They will prefer doing the works in spring through Mm -hmm. summer and and Mm -hmm. the autumn. So, winter is unlikely to happen, although that's definitely when you'll feel the most benefit. There are always, with these systems, various components that are designed specifically to work in different types of weather. You know, so there's adhesives that set at colder temperatures. There's accelerators that help renders go off quicker and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Um so I wouldn't worry too much about when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um and in terms of render finishes, you know, the the colours that you can get with a Thinko silicon render system are essentially endless. My favourite is platinum. You can get platinum, you can get whatever colour you want. And so if you've got a RAL colour, an NCS colour, yeah. you know, or speak to the manufacturer themselves, they will have any colour so
0: I would just like to add one thing before we move on to internal I'm just conscious of time oh, I'm, so, I'm,
1: should we do internal next week because we're, we're already at the half hour mark um,
0: well maybe we can um, lump internal with other measures because I think we've got conservatories and cavities so it might be a bit too many so so let's see
1: okay right carry on so what was your point um,
0: well, my point is um, uh, about uh, and we we're talking about this on episode one I think I think was episode one about solar PV Harry I
1: believe it was yeah
0: Good, good memory there. See, I, 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 watch, I, I watch honestly the podcast can't remember and, what episode Listen, is listen, about. listen, James. I, I watched. the only while watching on YouTube, I listen to him on Stitcher. Do you? I've, I've even got an iPad specifically so I can listen to podcasts. it again. And, and I, and I watch it on uh, Spotify. Cause. So I, I watch it time and time again. I was but anyway, why our subscriber numbers were going up, it's just you, it's times. just me, yeah, and uh, <laughs> my extended family. No, um, I was going to say so in that piece, we said, Oh, look, you know, solar PV and all the tariffs were going down over time, so therefore, doing solar PV as a standalone job might mm-hmm. not make that much sense, yeah. But suddenly if you're doing windows and external wall insulation, you can link all of these measures together, yeah. So it's better to do it all at once when you've got the scaffolding up, yeah. No, great. agreed, agreed, but it but,
1: but scaffolding. Right, and so this is something that people get wrong a lot. So they put scaffolding up and then they think, okay, I can get my windows done and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The scaffolding needs to be away from the walls a sufficient distance yep. to be able to squeeze the insulation in, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're putting rendering things on between different lifts on scaffolding, you need to kind of be aware of that, yeah? Mm-hmm. So people will put scaffolding too close to the house and they won't be able to work. Yeah. <clears throat> so so just, just be aware of that. You need to put the scaffolding far enough away from the actual house to... Allow it to house the insulation. Okay. <clears>
0: um, <throat> and I was going to say, so, 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 Also, the good thing about um, external is um, it's it's good time to give other external bits of your property a facelift. So your downpipes, your fascia and gutters.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, it is. I mean, as you said, the scaffolding's there. The guys are right by these things. So if you've got a very heavy you know cast iron downpipe, for example, you might want to replace that at this time with a new downpipe, oh. a new plastic downpipe, plastic guttering, and get all the gutters cleared. New fascia boards a lot of this stuff, again, you know, people don't do on their properties and, and they start beginning to fall into disrepair a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, if you're doing it, it's not going to add a huge amount to the incremental costs mm-hmm. to get this all sorted.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, I'm thinking about actually so my house doing a bit more stuff in the kitchen so extending it to like a kitchen diner and then basically at the back i will use mineral wool and then just do the whole thing with external insulation okay so then the kitchen, the extender bit would build with block work, <clears throat> yeah, and then the rest of it would be.
1: Well, that's and you know that's another thing for builders. And in terms of the, um, in terms of building extensions, you no longer need to build cavity walls. Yeah. So you got to, with one. a cavity wall, you have got to build two dead straight walls, put the insulation between, and, and get a finish on it. With, uh, if you would use external wall insulation when you're building your extension, mm-hmm. you can get a thermalite block, which is just a like an old breeze block. Yeah. Put on its side and strap 100 mil of insulation to the outside. You know, with the adhesive and then the mechanical fixings, mm-hmm. and then that's it. You've achieved what yep. you need to in terms of thermal efficiency. It's got the required strength, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a very, very cheap way to build an extension, but really effective in terms of heat loss.
0: So I was just going to say about that VAT point. So if <clears> if you're doing external insulation and you're doing ancillary works related to the measure, so i.e. fascia and gutters, mm-hmm. etc., um, you can lump all of that into your five percent. Okay. So uh it's a, it's it's a good And I
1: think one one other thing worth mentioning. So we have come across systems that are only they're a dry fix system so they only yeah. use mechanical fixings to anchor the insulation board to the wall.
0: So I'd say it's more safe, although it's approved, it's more safer to use a button bracer system, one that's wet fixed, yeah. and additionally enforced, reinforced with fixings. I'd yeah. say it's a better way and to.
1: F- final point, brick slips. So yeah. before we move off its external wall insulation, because I know we have some other things to cover in this podcast. Yeah. So um if if you've got uh, pebble dash property, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you don't necessarily need to remove all the pebble dash. Mm-hmm. But if you remove the blown pebble dash, you can then use the insulation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and stick it straight onto the pebble dash. Yep. And the mechanical fixing is then gonna anchor that insulation to the wall because it goes through the insulation, through the pebble dash, into the block work or bricks underneath. Yep. That's gonna hold it in place. And so what you're doing is taking a kind of rundown pebble dash property that looks relatively dated mm-hmm. and adding the insulation on the outside, you suddenly have bought your house number one up to kind of modern efficiency levels, i.e. it's not freezing in the winter time mm-hmm. but also it's got a great new look right? yeah. so it's quite a nice way of improving your property
0: mm-hmm. and you know I'd say um, it um, as you said you know it aesthetically does look good and if you choose the right colour and you know if the you know installer really takes pride in their craftsmanship actually it, it looks really, yeah, it does really look good great. and nice and neat when it's done and um, yeah you can do stuff like um, so below above your DPC Normally, the system starts at the level of your DPC and above. But also, you know, if you're wanting to like render below it or even insulate below your DPC, that there are ways to do it. So actually, the whole envelope of your it looks really walls smart. is nice and insulated <coughs> at the yeah, same time. Nice. So right,
1: is that external wall insulation done? It's external
0: insulation. I think we've run out of time for Did internal. you
1: think we could speak for 35 minutes about external wall insulation? I thought we could talk for hours, James. Did you? That,
0: um, I what I was going to say possible. is so. So it's worth um, it's worth saying that uh, although we we're going to cover internal insulation, it will be covered on a, on a future podcast, potentially next week one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we do have time just for a few minutes, just to briefly kind of discuss anything that came out of the sp- spring announcement by the chancellor. Which was... so
1: this is all about boilers and banning boilers. Yeah, it is, so and no, I think it it
0: it, um, it, it the, the theme. So this is in the BBC. Um, I've just got up, so um, although Harry did sort of point point out to me earlier, uh, that the theme is about um, the combustion engine. So whether that's a boiler, whether it's a car, mm-hmm. and the type of hydrocarbon fuel that you use so they are looking at ways to to reduce hydrocarbon combustion you know type gadgets whether it's boilers etc yeah um and by 2025 they want to move so new builds that are happening from that date yeah they obviously want to use alternatives i.e heat pumps right um or, or, or other means that are not like gas boilers essentially and what do you think about that I think um I think I gave an opinion on this on episode 7 um, but you might have to double check that. I I told you and I do I do uh, very good. I'm very I, I, I,
1: I'm I do follow you.
0: these things uh James very carefully. Um, I am I'm, I'm um, I know what your argument was there but my argument was I Do think you remember what my argument was? You were against it because you thought the the price of gas is so low and it's such a cost effective fuel that why change something that's not broken. Well
1: no, my my thing was can I just go back to episode 7 and what my point was? Yeah. Right, so if, if I'm getting, so I get an air source heat pump, Could right? Be six, um, whatever it was. So I have an air source heat pump. Yeah. it runs on electricity, mm. right? Which is in theory great, but how do I make that electricity I in the for first ground place? Source. I thought ground source. Ground was. source is different yeah. again. But how do you make the electricity to run your air source heat pump if you don't have solar PV? It takes
0: an electro- electrical charge and it takes the latent heat in your garden. No, no,
1: no. I know it? that. Yeah, yeah, but it requires electricity to run. Yes. How does that electricity? Created
0: it can, in theory, be from a
1: gas power plant
0: or a coal fired power station, which is like two miles from yeah, but yeah. But on the whole, I know what you're you saying, know,
1: we, 35% it? of our power comes from gas power plants. So, granted, we can definitely move to electricity for everything, mm-hmm. but that means we're going to need to burn more gas to make the electricity to run it. Yeah, that's my argument. Mm-hmm. Right so yeah we got wind turbines we got solar pv but solar pv doesn't really produce a lot of electricity in the in the winter months yeah. when you need your heating so the only real thing then is wind turbines mm-hmm. wind turbines are fantastic they're great people don't love them who live near them yeah and yes we're going to put more out to sea and that's fantastic it's relatively expensive still it's definitely coming down in price mm-hmm. But we are always going to have because the wind doesn't blow all the time mm-hmm. a huge amount of electricity that we have has to come from gas mm-hmm. therefore gas is going to be part of what we use put it in a boiler because it's cheaper right than using the gas to make electricity so we're, we're hoping we're hoping
0: by 2025 you know we'll have a few more nuclear power stations that come online in theory more. Carbon neutral or carbon reduction fuels or renewables like
1: that. So, and this is we're we're now going over big time in terms of time wise, but nuclear power plants coming online before 2025?
0: Uh, Hinkley Point C, isn't it? 2025? It will not
1: be 2025. EDF have come out and said it won't be 2025. Oh Oh dear. And we're losing most of our nuclear generating capacity. Mm -hmm. So, this is absolute rubbish. Right. If the government pulled their finger out their bottoms, mm-hmm. though they might be a little bit busy with uh, Brexit at the moment, yeah. but eventually they won't be, I assume. And so they need to do something. Yeah. Anyway, okay. rant over. So over, I was apologies. just going to say,
0: so, um, and we, you know, we can argue this until the cars come home, but anyway, Maybe episode 12. I, I'm going to sound like um, it's Sky Sports news, but uh, uh, brilliant energy have become the 10th supplier to have collapsed in the last year. So not brilliant. So it's like football managers, you know, yeah. um, resigning or yeah. getting fired. So it's not that good, is it? No, no. Excuse the pun. But uh, yeah, it's just, it just, just shows you, yeah, with all of the, um, how do you say, um, government's view towards opening up the market to, to new retailers it's, in it's the energy market. to work, is it, at the moment? It's, see, the lowest is not the best, James. You know, it's all about safe supply and providing a, um, a good customer service. But those
1: people aren't cut off, are they?
0: No, they're not, because as we discussed in the previous episode... Yeah, Do you know what episode that was? I, I don't know. Was it episode two? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Was it episode two or three? I don't know. Was it four? Anyway. Oh, dear. But anyway, so... Uh, and then standard... standard uh, the price cap was, yeah. Uh, no, it was the, April the 1st, was it? When's What's going that? It's going uh, up, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so so they um, like like immediately after they put in the standard price cap, they pretty much I think it was two months later raised it. Um, so, so it's now, working well, but it's yeah but, yeah so now... Um, but the new ones from April first, isn't it? So they put it, they've announced it, and then it
1: yeah. I feel like we should be in charge of energy policy. Yeah. Anyway, maybe maybe a different tool.
0: But so now all the energy companies are raising their prices, uh, British Gas and everyone they're raising their prices to to match just not sure. Anyway, listen. So we're almost three quarters of an hour. So just important to say uh, to thank everyone for for watching this episode. And
1: where can they listen to it? Let's go again. Uh,
0: so you can find us obviously on YouTube. Uh, to download our podcast, the easiest way is to go onto the Green Age website, and if you go up uh, to to the top bar, uh, you'll see uh, the, the, the clickable podcast link where that will open up another page. And on there, you'll have a full uh, list of uh, areas where you can find us. So Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher,
1: Stitcher um, and I think, TuneIn Radio, all all these are we great on Tune places. Radio, yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, we
0: are. Yeah, it's not on there. We need to uh, <clears throat> just mention that. But no, anyway. it's good. See you next week. Cheers.